With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The following production is brought to you by The Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. Talking Buds Leaf Show. Better late than never. I'll be honest and say there was a part of me that had a bit of FOMO after the game ended last night where I was like, oh, God, I wish we were jumping on right now. But I do think having a night to sleep on it and think about it is like kind of in our favor here. I've had, I've gone over this in my head a hundred times. And I was like, what, where are we going to start on this episode of the Talking Buds Leafs show? There is going to be plenty of time. I saw a lot of people on Twitter today reading the eulogy. Like, it's over. There's going to be a lot of time to do that. There's going to be a lot of time to discuss who should be fired, who should stay, who should be traded, who should whatever. I don't want to do that tonight because there's still one game left. So, I mean, there could be more than one game left, but I think we're all operating under the assumption that there's only one game left. So here's where I want to go with this. I think you and I need to have a heart-to-heart discussion right now because we both sat here all season, both of us, multiple times, and said, all that matters is they win a round. All that matters is they win one round. And everything after that, who cares? They just need to win a round, and it's a success. If Florida completes the sweep on Wednesday night, do you still have that opinion, or are we doing away with that thought? I've never been more wrong in my entire life than... Like if I, I've said that all year and I've never been more wrong in my entire life. My, obviously you're in a, you're in a million group texts, group chains, watching the game. And my one buddy said that if you didn't, if you don't win a game in the second round, did you even really win a round? And I just thought, I told him right then and there, I'm like, I'm stealing that. Cause that is so true. And I think like, I, I know the eulogy is coming, but last night felt like, like it's over. Like 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 that's why like now it's almost the eulogy is almost going to be too late in a sense because last night was just like after they lost that game and you knew they were losing that game. Like if you were watching that game and and you like you just knew 100% they were done and just after the game I I really had a tough time. I I saw Twitter just going after the guys personally and like I felt bad in that way because the series isn't over but I don't really blame anybody for like for feeling pissed off oh, after that oh game. Oh my man. god, dude! We as a fan base deserve so much better than the shit 
that we had to sit and watch last night. I, I mean, the focus coming out of game three is on the core players because the core players, specifically Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, were awful. And that's really where I want to focus tonight is these two guys have proven in the biggest moments when they are needed the most, they can't do it. And I know there's someone who's going to go, oh, but Matthews had good moments in the Tampa series and he scored a big goal in game six. And yes, he did do all that. But I'm sorry. How can you sit and watch the Edmonton Oilers, watch Leon Dreisaitl, watch Connor McDavid, and then think that this, these performances from Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are anywhere near acceptable for the money they're paid. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And how they're revered as players in the league like that. If someone comes to you and says, I saw your typical people on Twitter today who are just like, Oh my God, overreacting. I stick with these guys forever. They're a good team. The bounces haven't gone their way. How, how can you watch the Edmonton Oilers and still think that about this, this leaf team? How I hate you. If you have that take. As simple well, as that. I said this last night. Come when, on, man. I said like this, this last night. If if you're somebody who's still defending these guys, we've seen this with the Blue Jays fan base over and over. Your your opinion is not based in logic. It's based in emotion and you're sentimental. That's that's why you feel that way. Yeah. Throw John Tavares in that conversation too, man. Yeah, so so here's what I want to do. Not to cut you off, but I really want to focus on Matthews and Marner because we're going to talk about Tavares and Nylander later. But the, their scenarios are a bit different to me. You, these are the two, these are your franchise guys. These are guys who, when they're playing, are top 10 players in the National Hockey League. And to play the way Mitch Marner played in game three and has played for the bulk of these playoffs, sorry, I don't give a shit how many points he has. What are we doing? I don't know. I, 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 it's going to be this podcast going to be very difficult for me because, I mean, I'm just so, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, you're going to have to reel me in. I don't want to get too upset because, yeah, there is the off chance that there's a, there's a one in a million chance that they come back and somehow win this series, even though I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. Actually, I'm like almost 99.9% .9 sure that's not going to happen, but it's, I, I like, we've seen enough. Like to me, like that's just that's that's what this is. Is I I've seen enough. I I it's been a large sample size, and there's just there, there's these guys show up to big playoff games and they just they don't play like they play in the regular season. I get that in the regular season they're dominating play. They have the puck all the time. But if you just sit down and watch the game, even the most loyal Marner defender, like come on, I wish I could sit down with them and watch the game together and be like, how could you, how could you possibly defend this guy? I think you'll find what I just said is I, I think, I don't think it's logic. I think it's emotion. And I think they're just a fan of Mitch Marner. And I think a lot of people struggle. Listen, I say this every year when they get eliminated, there is a segment of this fan base that is more than happy to watch these guys twirl and swirl on a Wednesday night in November. And that's good enough for them. And I think like I said, I don't want to go too far down this road. We've got a lot of time to talk about this. But I think there is a segment of the fan base that is very scared of potentially moving off one of these guys and what that means for being a playoff team. That's exactly. Year that, in and year out. Yeah, you nailed that. It's 
it's we we remember the years where they just couldn't make the playoffs and they were awful. And that that's awful. I hate that. And it, other teams have shown that if you blow up your team and do a rebuild, like it's not going to work. Like look at the look at the Vancouver Canucks. They they kind of blew it up, did a rebuild, and it didn't work. And now they're kind of back to square one. So I get it. Being uh, relevant in, in a playoff picture and and making the first round, it's like yeah, it's nice for for our podcast for watching this team. Like I get it, but. I mean, we just really have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, are you cool with just making the playoffs every year? Because some people like, are. This is, what some is people it? are. This is year eight. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't know, man. Like, it's I, just, so I, I thought about this all day today. And, and the one thing I keep coming back to is there's a cultural issue here, man. Like, there, there is a problem within the culture of this team. When, when your best players, like, I saw so many people today who are like, I was so shocked that in a must-win game, that's how they came out and played. And, like, in the moment when you're watching it, yeah, I agree, that's how you feel. But when you sit back and you think, it's like, why are we shocked? That's all these two guys have done. That's all they've done in their entire time here. And and then you hear Austin, Austin Matthews made a goof of himself after the game with his comments about, like, Oh, you know, we got some chances. We got pucks. We're getting pucks at the net. It's just not going in for us. It's like, what are you talking about, man? You and your and your little sidekick got caved. You have the one chance early in the game off the crossbar, and then you were you it was, you were nothing for the rest of it. And I just think like, I think that there's a huge cultural issue here with the accountability that these guys feel. Leon Dreisaitl gets four goals. They lose game one, 6-4. What does he say after? I don't care that I got four goals. We can't lose that hockey game. There's no excuses. There's no, like, I'm so tired of, of listening to this. Sheldon Keefe perpetuates it. Uh, the, there was the incident earlier this season where he reprimanded Matthews and Marner and then had to come out publicly and apologize for it. There is a cultural cultural problem here. The inmates are running the asylum. These guys... If you ever needed proof that the core of the team is what drives it, you got it this year. You brought in character guys like Ryan O'Reilly, who struggled in game three. He was dealing off. Yes, dealing with an injury. But for the sake of the argument, let's talk about you brought in character guys. Ryan O'Reilly, Nolachari, what have you. But at the end of the day, when your core guys are your core guys, it do, it's the same team. It doesn't matter. And you need your best guys. Like game two, I'm sorry. If you don't like it, get over it. You're going to hear a lot of it tonight. Connor McDavid right off the hop in game two goes in and scores a goal because he's like, we're not losing this hockey game. What does that feel like? What does that feel like to watch that? I've never seen it. I I just, I honestly, I, I know I, I'm done. Like, I'm just, I'm just done. Like, I just, I don't want, like, I know there's a lot of series left, but they're not coming back. We all know that. And it's just, what do you think the issue is? Like, why do you think these guys can't step up in the big moments? Like, why is there such a, like, a passiveness to them? It's, they literally come off. Like, Austin Matthews seemed so annoyed that he had to stand there and answer questions after his dreadful performance in game three. Like, what, why can't these guys take the step that you see other superstars around the league take? I don't know. You know what's frustrating, though, is, you know, if one of these guys, I don't know, uh, whatever, if they go somewhere else, I guarantee you they'll get into a playoff run with whatever team, and then they'll do well, and we'll, all the Leaf fan base will go insane. It's just, for some reason, 
It's this these group. group of guys together who've grown together. It just, I, 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 it doesn't work. I've seen enough. I've always kind of just had one guy's back. Like it's like, yeah, we can get rid of this guy, Matthew. I don't care anymore. I've seen enough. This is awful. This is terrible. The fact that all year I said winning a round is enough is an absolute joke. I should clown myself for that. I mean, it, it, it's just, I don't know what else to say. There's really no explanation. The only thing that's very clear is uh, they're, they're just like, they're just not it, man. Like the, the, from the, t- and it starts at the top. I, I don't care. Like we can look at the players to me. The whole culture starts at the top. It goes down from the GM to the coach, president, GM, coach, players. I, I've seen enough. I'm done. I, I I mean, if they come back and win this series, maybe we'll look like complete idiots, but we all know well, that's we not won't be the happen. only ones. We won't be the and why why would we think that? They've given us absolutely no reason to think that. It's just I, I you know what? I don't want to personally attack these guys because again, what I said, I could see say they moved off Nylander. I, I even though Nylander was actually their best player in game three, but say they moved off Matthews. Matthews is going to Los Angeles and he's gonna go have a playoff run and He's but, gonna be, but, he's gonna be very good, and it's gonna piss everybody off. I think we need to, I, I, like, but that's what I mean when I say it's a cultural thing. It's, I'm not saying that it's these guys' fault. I think it's their. Don't, don't you think that these guys would probably be like? I just, I just rip Matthews for looking annoyed for answering those questions. He probably is annoyed. He's probably tired of having to answer this night in and night out or why this team can't get it done. We are all petrified of the scenario where. Marner, Matthews, go somewhere and have success. I'm not we petrified. all petrified of that. Okay, a lot of the fan base, everyone except you, is petrified. I, I of that. was until last night. So, but I think we need to get our heads around the fact that, like, this group, as currently constituted, does not work. So if Austin Matthews goes elsewhere, Mitch Marner goes elsewhere, and it works, it's because they're in a different group with a different culture and a different vibe that is just clicking. This vibe isn't clicking. This core should... I have been a staunch... I said I didn't want to get into this, but you knew no, we were going there. Dude, it's impossible yeah, not. I'm sorry. I can't sit here and just not... I can't I can't not talk about I have it. Been a, I'm not being genuine if I'm not talking about I, it. So I don't want to go too deep into this, okay? Because we're going to have so much time to talk about Kyle Dubas and where what happens. But I have been a staunch Kyle Dubas supporter. I, I have not wanted to see him get fired... This core should have been dismantled after the Montreal choke job. Go watch our episode yeah. after game yeah. seven of that this, series. This, this core should have been dismantled after after the Montreal. One of these four guys should have been moved after the Montreal choke job. It, it wasn't. It just doesn't. They don't. They don't click. There's no culture of accountability. You never see anyone getting upset. You never hear anyone make a make a, a comment after a game like the one Drysidle made after game one for the Oilers. Like you just you never hear that. It's oh well, you know, we're getting our chances, and sometimes it goes in, sometimes it does. It's like get mad, dude. Get mad. Show that you give a single shit about this. Cause it doesn't seem like you do. It doesn't seem like you do. And that's what pisses people off. This is the easiest. We as Leaf fans get such a bad rap about just like how we are as a fan base and whatever. This is the easiest fan base to get over with the fans with. If you could get swept in this series and if it was just Sergei Bobrovsky played out of his mind and they had 50 shots and he made so many saves, we'd all sit here and go, 
you ran you ran into a two-time Vesna winner, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles, and everyone would be it, we would be disappointed. But when you when you visibly are making stupid decisions with the puck on the ice. You have brutal, um, the way you answer questions, your body language is awful. Like, it's just, I don't know. This whole podcast has been centered around, we've been doing this for five, it's our fifth year, sixth year doing this. I'd say the main point of this podcast has been the salary cap and how much these players make. And, there is no point that drives that home more than watching the Seattle Kraken in the playoffs right now. The average, Thank you. The average hockey fan couldn't name seven players on that hockey team. And guess what? It doesn't matter yeah. because you put a group of guys together with a good attitude who work their ass off and play Culture. good hockey. Culture, Ryan. Look what happens. And and they, I'm sorry. like they're, You're taking the rap because you're paid – to perform, and you're not performing. Any single human being on this planet who has a job, a normal job, who's paid to perform and doesn't perform will probably get fired. So you can sit in front of the media and cry and look annoyed, but guess what? You're paid to do that. You're paid to perform. You're paid to score goals. You're paid to fight through adversity, and you're not doing that, and that pisses people off. That's You're so right with the Kraken example. Because you're a Leaf fan and you're sitting here and you're going, why am I watching the Seattle Kraken? Well, you're right. Couldn't name six guys on that team. Morgan Geeky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why Jordan Eberle. Why am I watching that team fight to get to a West final? It dominated and, last and, night. And Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner can't win it, can't win a battle in the second round. Why am I watching? The New Jersey Devils, who are a couple of years behind the Leafs in terms of like youth and development and whatever, after getting their asses handed them in two games in Carolina, come out and win a hockey game in game three decisively. Decisively. Why? Why? I, I, Why? I just, I, I, yeah. I, and, and that I mean, is all. And again, we need to stop like intangibles matter, heart matters. Culture matters. And all three of those things are missing from the core players, from the top two guys on this team. Because the, the, there's the other two guys in this core. John Tavares can't skate. Getting completely John Tavares is and utterly okay, getting completely and utterly exposed. Non-factor. Yeah, completely and utterly exposed. It's like a fourth line hockey player. Yes. Getting completely and utterly exposed by this, by the speed of the Florida Panthers. Cannot keep up. Cannot play. It's 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 I I'm I'm sorry. I'm not beating around the bush because I like a guy personally. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. No, He's I, not good. I'm no, I agree with you, but it's like the the they're screwed. Like, like if if you if you were sitting there and you say, okay, who's the guy in this core that you'd ideally like to move? He's it. Okay, you're not moving him because absolutely no one is taking him at that eleven million dollar price tag. The best you can hope for is you move him fifty percent retained, and you'll probably have to throw an asset in there as well for someone to even take him at six million dollars. Like that's that's how behind the play he is. And there's going to be people who comment on this video, right? Oh, you guys are so quick to forget what happened around one. And it's like, listen, 
Yes. I don't know how it. that happened. That well, was no. an act of, of a higher power. It happened because it happened because Andre Vasilevsky was out of gas and the lightning top guys were out of gas and Eric Chernak was taken out. Dude, they I saw today, like they like in nine games, they've they've won one in regulation. Yeah, I'm pit- so far. Oh, yeah. Like, like how do you like you eternal optimist. Like, how do you explain? Like, why do you think this is good enough? But again, you can't, I can't get inside your head because I'm, I'm just not that type of person. Dude, we see this with the Jays all the time of these guys. Like you, people get so emotionally attached to these guys and they want to succeed with them when the, when the, the results are screaming at you that like, it's not happening. Yeah. I'm just, I'm done. I, I, I there's no other way to describe it. I'm done. I just, I mean, we'll get into the we'll like right now. We're focusing on the players. I'm sure after they lose this series in four or five, I will move up the ladder. But it, like, it's just I don't know. Like, it, like I'm just I'm done. Like I like every time they lose a series, we come on here and we say trade this guy, trade that guy. But last night was the first night well, where I, think- I just I I'm looking around their hockey team, and other than like Luke Shen just being a beauty, but other than that, I'm looking around their hockey team, being like, I don't like one guy on this team. What about Morgan Riley after the way he's Yeah, performed? he's been their best player in the yeah. playoffs. But, like, you're looking at the ice time last night, and it's like TJ Brody's our number one defenseman. Oh, and they're... they're really? I, I Jake Really? Jake McCabe is is a dash seven in this series. TJ Brody has seven more minutes that are yeah. next defenseman. That's the guy we're relying on who just looked like a complete goofball in overtime. Oh, I, it just... I, I have nothing positive to say right now. I, I really don't. I'm, I'm really pissed off because... We do this podcast. I love the team. We strap in for at least 70 a year. We watch every game. And, and like, I love this team. And it's just like, it's, I don't appreciate the effort. I don't appreciate the, the attitude. I don't appreciate the, the stories you hear behind the scenes. I don't appreciate yeah. any of it. And like, we're not, I'm, you can't prove any of that, but at, there's, there's tons of stories around that, that go around about what happens behind the scenes with this I, team I, I and just, how much I, I power the top guys have. I think it's childish. Yeah. It's not what you want in a team that you cheer for. And I, I am That's so culture, man. pissed off. It's it a is culture ridiculous. problem. And it, the, I'm telling you, there's a, there is a massive, massive culture problem here. And that's why I love you bringing up the Seattle Kraken. Just a bunch of guys who have banded together and are out there doing everything they need. Look at the Florida Panthers. Which, by the way, the leading scorer of the Seattle Kraken this season was a guy the Leafs just yeah. shipped off in an expansion draft for nothing. And, and it doesn't. And guess what? It doesn't matter because when a group of guys decide they want to be men, they can get shit done. And this group is incapable of doing that. They're incapable of doing it. Look at the Florida Panthers. Like the Florida Panthers are just like we're not losing. They're banded together. It's just. I'm out here watching Radko Gudis be a top defenseman in the NHL against the Leafs. It's a joke. Yeah, it's it an absolute joke. I am just 10 out of 10. I've never been more pissed off at this team in my entire life. It's awful. So game game four goes Wednesday night. I think a lot of us, based on what I read and heard today, plus how you and I are feeling, I don't think I'm not expecting much. In game four, quite frankly, I, I'm expecting them to just kind of roll over. Um, the only hope they have is Joe Wall's probably going to get the start. I thought he, I thought he, yeah, yeah. What, what was he supposed to do, man? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he came in, he did his best. Yeah, like he gave up a breakaway, clean cut breakaway for for not paying attention. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. They score a lucky goal. The, the the overtime goal was an absolute joke of an effort as well. Let's just let a guy walk in, like it. 
It's just awful. It's embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. We're going to have lots of time to discuss this, like I said, but I think after, if if it ends, if it ends on Wednesday or on Friday. Just get it over with. I'm done. There's, there's going to be, I think this, you know, we say this every year, but I think, I think heads are going to roll this year. It's, they have to, yeah. and how, but, but at the same time, it's, we're all pissed off right now, but how like leafy would it be for them to like come back and make some sort of an effort? So that way yeah. the fan base is divided in the end yeah. where people are like, Oh, they, they, they almost showed a good effort. It was just whatever. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm done. I don't care what happens. They can come back and lose an overtime in game seven. It's not going to change my opinion. Yeah, I do think there's, 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 like I said, there's a culture issue here, and that needs to be addressed in the offseason, regardless of what happens here. Like, without, you just don't, we've seen too many, like, they, they won, they, they eliminated Tampa in the first round, but they got outplayed for that, basically that entire series, except game two. I, I have so no idea how they won that this series. Cult, like, it's a culture problem. It, it, we watched it all year, not being ready to play. Like, it's like, I'm sorry, you, you watch, like I said, Edmonton, Seattle, New Jersey. How you can watch any of those three teams and then turn and watch this one and go? Hey, Florida, throw the throw yeah, the throw Florida the Panthers, Panthers in, in there, there too. Yeah, yeah. How can you, how you can watch any of those four teams and turn around and watch this and think that oh, it's it's like a bounce here or a bounce there? It's like no, I'm sorry, no, that's I'm I'm sorry. No, you do you. Yeah, so that's it. All right, yeah, we're gonna get out of here. We'll be back after Game Four. That will likely be the eulogy episode. Um, are you gonna make it? What do you mean? You're gonna make it to game four? I don't know, man. It's just I, I I'm I've never been lower as a fan of any other pro sports. I I this is the lowest I've ever been in my life as as a as a fan of a hockey team. Well, I think we'll end it on that. So we will be back after game four. If you would like to come and <laughs> listen to our take, whatever happens after game four, hit that like and subscribe button below. We appreciate everybody's support. Do the same thing if you're listening to the audio version. Spread the word. Tell your friends that this team sucks. (laughs) Really appreciate it. We'll see you guys after game four. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.